Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we have with us Carol Obley with Soul Visions. She is the author of four amazing books on mediumship and healing. She has also published many articles on spiritual and metaphysical subjects and has taught numerous classes on intuition and mediumship and healing. We're super excited to have her today to talk about her new book, Wisdom from the Spirit World, Teachings on Love, Forgiveness, Purpose, and Finding Peace. Welcome, Carol. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Yes, thank you for taking time to talk to us. Carol, I just wanted to tell you that I read your book for the last two days, and I told Shanna this morning that everybody that we know has to have this book in their hands. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm humbled. Thank you so much. It was amazing. I actually feel like I need to read it again and again, and I need to keep it bedside It's full of wisdom, experience, genuineness, authenticity, amazing stories. I mean, it's such a beautiful book. Thank you for writing this. Thank you so much. I'm very humbled by that. I really felt, just to speak for a moment to why I wrote on this topic as far as the lessons that people in spirit that I've gleaned from many thousands of sessions I woke up one day and it came to me, this is what you need to write about. Uh, There was five years in between my third book and this one. And I knew I was going to write another book, but I had no idea. I thought, I've said everything I can say about mediumship. And approximately two years ago, I woke up in the morning and boom, there it was. You know how that stuff happens. And just right in my mind, this is what you need to write about. You need to get this through to help people understand what is sort of an elevated perspective of life. What do those in spirit have to teach us about our values, about what really matters in life, about challenges that we have in life? And that seemed to be very compelling that I needed to communicate that. Well, as you may know, things don't always come together, you know, just as as we plan. I always say, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him about your plans. But anyway, uh, that's really what the essence is. It's about uh, the middle section of the book is the bulk of the book, talking about synopsises of lessons that have been communicated through numerous mediumistic sessions that I've done. And the third section, I wrote that to help people as sort of a guide. We can only look to teachers and mediums as guides because we have to discover the truth of spirit, meaning the God energy within ourselves. It's a very personal journey. I'm very honest in all my writings. I'm very genuine and very honest about uh, what I've gone through, what has helped me the value of mindfulness, the value of knowing that I don't have to get rid of my personality. I can use that, merge it with my soul's calling, and offer a unique contribution to the world. And so I really wanted to help people understand that and how they can do that in their own life. Well, you definitely did a great job. Thank you. you. 
and it was so much more than that too. I mean, that you put in references for people that read your book, um, you know, like the Course of Miracles. You put in beautiful quotes at the top of the chapters. You put in raw, authentic experiences that you went through, like your grandmother's funeral. You put in put in a meditation for people. I mean, it's just full of so much different things that are helpful to people. And also I have to say that I felt nothing but love when I was reading your book. Well, yeah, and that's not, that's definitely not coming from the little me, you know, that's coming from spirit. And I always, always say that humility is so important when we're doing healing work for others, when we're being a conduit, whether it's with hands-on healing, speaking mediumship, counseling, anything that involves bringing some sort of healing to other people. Humility is very necessary because we know that we don't create from the personality. We create from that higher self. But we can put our unique spin on that, our unique signature through our personality. So one of my spins is to be very real. I struggle with things just like anybody else. I think sometimes there are some people who think, well, you know, somebody who's a medium or a healer or whatever, uh, they have it all figured out. They don't struggle with everyday things. They don't have anxiety or they don't feel down, you know, certain days. I have transformed so significantly from doing this work, but there's been many, many stumbling blocks along the way. I'm the first person to, to admit that, Sunshine Capricorn, very practically oriented as well. We all go through this. This is what we have as sort of the human challenge. We, you know, especially now, especially now in the collective consciousness, what we're going through with this massive reset, massive transformation, a lot of anger out there. I'm hoping that people can use anger in a productive way, you know, all of the emotions, some of them that we consider negative. You can't just dismiss that stuff. You really have to validate it and walk through it. Yeah. And also use it as a, a motivating factor uh, for self-improvement. Yeah, absolutely. I loved how you said in your book that, you know, it's not a bed of roses. And you said, we will discover that troubling events are instrumental to our personal growth and our spiritual evolution and really helping people understand that hardships and trauma are actually a good thing. Some people just seriously walk around blind and aren't even aware of the things that are happening in this world, let alone the spiritual world. Yeah, you're 100% correct on that. And you're seeing a lot of that. We're all seeing a lot of that now, you know, when there when there are collective events like we've had here, um, everybody, I mean, this is worldwide. If you look to uh, the planets and, you know, you've probably heard that saying as above, so below. And so if we look at the higher vibration of what do the planets symbolize what, and what do they, what are the energies that they represent within the human being? You can see how the collective energies have been in this need to really transform. And that's what has been going on since January, actually, with Pluto and Saturn colliding and conjuncting. Saturn representing structures 
usually uh, time-worn structures here on the earth plane, Pluto being the great purifier and the awakener. So uh, what we're seeing is this opportunity, and I, I stress that word opportunity, for humankind to awaken to yeah. our collective humanity and also how we're going to proceed and how we're going to bring healing to this planet. We don't have another planet. This is this is our home. Yeah. And I marvel at the element of divine timing because when I was writing this book and certainly when I got the inspiration for it, COVID was unheard of, you know, the the virus and you know, the political upheaval that we're having as well. That wasn't really existent. I mean, it was, you know, the political stuff was going on somewhat back then, but it's so much more intensified now. So I marvel at spirit saying, this is the right time. And there's many other books out there too. It's not just me, uh, mm-hmm. but many other authors writing and probably also intuitively impressed to write for something that's going to contribute to this opportunity uh, for awakening at this time. I agree. It's amazing. I, I think that we're just so busy and it forced everybody just to stop. Mm-hmm. And go within. That yeah, is. We're shifting into Aquarius, and which we're kind of also shifting into more of a feminine energy. So learning how to find that divine balance within each one of us of the masculine and feminine energy. Do you agree with that? I do. Of course, every human being has both masculine, feminine energies within it. That's regardless of our gender, our our physical gender. Absolutely. I feel um, that the feminine, the divine feminine, let's just call it that, is becoming more evident. And yes, it's a massive shift. There's a lot of resistance to that. I am also aware that the Ascended Masters, the Angelic Kingdom, uh, our own spirit guides, those souls who help us on our individual pathways, are assisting us at this time. I also think back to the the other cataclysmic event, and that was 911 uh, in New York City with the Twin Towers. Uh, the Angelic Kingdom was very busy at that time. So we're going through this collective shifting currently, and that begins with the individual. It begins within each person. Michael Jackson did that song, Man in the Mirror. Yeah. That's where we need to begin. I think that we have the opportunity right now, too. I don't know about you, but Mandy and I, most of our followers, most of the people who are the most curious, we have kids from, what, 5 to 23, so they all are such empaths. They are such little environmentalists and for justice. And they're all out there protesting for, yeah, it's amazing. I just, I have so much hope for the future. Just these little beings that came in who are so sensitive and so open. Yeah. You know, that's interesting too, because I've been doing professional mediumship about 25 years. And in that time, I have read over the course of years, I have read for a lot of the younger people's, their parents or their grandparents. Sometimes I've done sessions in which the parent will bring the child who's a minor, you know, maybe a, you know, a younger child, maybe 10 years old, a, a preteen to the session and say, you know, would you please talk to them? 
because they're seeing, you know, deceased people, they're seeing beings that aren't here physically, and they're scared. Can you talk to them? So I recognize that those children or young people or from that generation of um, sometimes they were called crystalline children, the indigo children, and they are very aware. They're more sensitive kids' souls. And some of Mm -hmm. them have not been in body for a very long time. They come back, though. They seem to be on the accelerated pathway, and they know what their spiritual purpose is. They know what their mission is. Speaking of purpose... Let's back up for a moment, if you don't mind. How was it that you stumbled across your purpose? Well, in my other books, I've written very honestly and and genuinely about I I had a fire. I was running a business, and overnight, the fire uh, took out my business. For about a year, I was left directionless. I had no clue what I was going to do with my life. This was when I was in my mid-30s at this at this point. I got a phone call from a friend and asking me to come to a metaphysical center in a small town near where I live, and I resisted that. And then she called back again, and I said, okay, I'll get ready and come down there, be, you know, begrudgingly. And I went, and I instantly felt that at home. And I started taking many, many classes. I started with Reiki, it's the Japanese modality of hands-on healing. I studied spiritual healing. I volunteered for a good decade of doing uh, spiritual healing six times a month. And then I went to a place called Delphi, and that's uh, near Atlanta, Georgia. So I instantly went on to this accelerated pathway. Now, I firmly know that I've done this in other lifetimes. Uh, I've actually had bleed-throughs where I've seen myself in other lifetimes, specifically in Egypt, uh, doing um, this type of work. Uh, So it was just a a matter of remembering it. And once we become connected, and this is for everybody, all of your listeners and anyone who's tuning in, Things become very effortless when you open doors. That's how you know that intuitively you're being led there by the calling of your own soul. If you have to constantly fight an uphill battle and you feel very drained at the end of the day from work that you're doing or you don't feel connected to it, that, that's a sign that that's really that you need to shift. You need to get into something else. I always tell people, don't do anything for money. Do it because you love it. Money will follow that, but the service is really what matters. If your heart is in it, that's a sign that that's your calling. That's what you need to be doing. But yeah, finding purpose is simply what brings you joy? What what could you do all day long without even being paid for it? That's a sign that you're connected with your soul's calling. What is the purpose of the soul? Are we evolving? The soul is simply the eternal, immortal spark or light or energy of the great oneness, which is, I call with a capital S, spirit. That's what most people call God or divine being, okay? The soul is actually sort of a subset, if you will, of and part of that. So therefore, it contains the pure essence of the God frequency or the divine energy. Uh And it knows only, it knows nothing about time. 
It doesn't know anything about suffering. That's all ego. Mm -hmm. That's all personality. Yep. So in no way am I demeaning or speaking of ego in a negative sense. It is not mm -hmm. negative. It is very necessary to navigate mm -hmm. here on the physical plane having an ego. Yeah. But the soul knows nothing about time. It knows nothing about suffering. It knows only expression of the divine essence within it. So therefore, okay. really, anything that you do, sitting here right now, wherever you're at, and where I'm at, we're, we are currently meeting purpose. Because purpose really, in it, if you, you take away all the fluff, purpose is the expression of the divine essence within. That's what it really means. The most common question I've been asked in many, many sessions is, what is my purpose in life? And generally, people are speaking to, what am I supposed to be doing for a living? That's part of purpose, but mm -hmm. that's not the purpose of the soul. Right. The soul wants you to express itself, whatever that might mean, whatever qualities you have. And guaranteed, you're going to have different qualities you're going to express than I do and vice versa, and every human being. So it really depends on the soul pod or the soul ray, they're called. Those are just kind of individuated essences of the one essence, if you will. I don't want to get real esoteric with this. Sure, sure. But this is are what you I've talking seen. like more like a soul family when you say soul pod? Is that? Yes. And those are souls who share a similar spiritual consciousness. Right. So, and some of those are here on the earth plane. And some of them are, are in the spirit world because remember that we exist, we don't cease existing ever, ever. And that's the one message that, you know, countless thousands of people that I've spoken to, that's the one thing that they need to know is we don't die. You know, we are constantly evolving. We are constantly becoming and uncovering the light of the soul Mm -hmm. um in every second that's what we're doing Ho hopefully i mean we can learn the hard way too right. but even learning the hard way you're still in a roundabout way uh you know uncovering the soul yeah you know you uh talk about in your book that you don't believe in afterlife you know there is afterlife can you explain that Yes, and thank you so much for bringing that up because I've made that statement many times. To me, a belief is an idea that you hope is true or that you think with your rational mind is true. And it could be true and it could not be true in external reality. The reason I use the word no, I know, is because I know in my heart because I've had direct evidence of it. I have seen it through many, many, many sessions. And not only through sessions, not only through being a medium, but in my own life because I've had many paranormal experiences. You know, things, I, I've seen ectoplasm, you know, the spirit emanation, like I've had mm -hmm. dream visitations from my own grandmother. I've had, uh, I've seen, you know, spirit phenomena. I've, I've had many different things happen and I, I'm, I'm not off my rocker. I'm, I'm a very <laughs> grounded person, you know, as being a sun sign Capricorn. I'm very earthly, you know, with it, in a lot of things. Uh, but I know it because I've directly experienced it. And that, that's yeah. the distinction to me. 
my god mandy and i are both earthly too we're both taurus so <laughs> a little stubborn, oh no wonder you feel familiar I, because <laughs> that's in my past south node in my chart in my astrological chart and this the south node by the way for listeners it is a mathematically calculated thing. It's not like a physical thing like the planets, but it's based on the placement of your natal moon where the moon was the minute you were born. And the south node represents past lives. It's sort of a collective indication of who you've been and what you've done in past life. I don't like to use terms that people might not be familiar with, so that's why yeah, I, I explained that. that. Yeah, but I you. might have known you two before. <laughs> I have a feeling I did. You are speaking my language, maybe even the exact same words. It's so incredible. And Well, and Shanna, do you remember when she first came across our email and you saw a picture of her? You were like, I know oh, her. I did. I showed everyone your picture and I was like, I know this lady, don't I? Yeah. Well, yep. The thing is, whenever, and I'm sure a lot of your audience has had the experience of when you meet somebody and there's that spark between you, and I'm not talking romantically, I'm talking, you know, a, a spark of attraction to the soul. And you can feel it sometimes, you can look into the eyes, the eyes are the way they truly are, the window to, yeah. to the soul. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just a couple of words the person will say, yeah. and you're like, wow. You know, I know that I've had that happen, and I'm sure many of your your audience has had that happen. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean we've been with those people before, but there's some resonance, meaning like energy, that we're feeling within that other person. It's kind of that thing that it kind of it jibes with us, it clicks with us. I wanted to share this too. We've talked a lot so far about past lives. In the first section of Wisdom from the Spirit World, I write extensively about these things called the Akashic Files. And they're also called the Akashic Records. Edgar Cayce, the famous American psychic who did his readings during the 1920s and 1930s, called it the Book of Remembrance and or the Book of Life. So what these things are, are energetic records or files of everything that each soul has done since the beginning of time. Now, there's also a collective one for humanity. There's also one for the earth. And accessing those files and blueprints, which I've written extensively about in my other books, which are plans that we make before we come here, those are also contained within the files. And by the way, I have a webinar coming up, and it's two hours. I'm going to be teaching the Akashic Files. Oh, my and gosh, any, sign me up. Yeah, if anyone, Well, let me tell you how you can sign up, and this might be for listeners, too. And the, the tuition is very affordable. It's only $27. This will help people get deeper and more profound information from their own soul. If you go to my Facebook, it's facebook.com slash soul medium, S-O-U-L plus the word medium. It's all one thing. Facebook.com slash soul medium. The link is on there for the Akashic Files. I believe it's on the 22nd it's going to be a good one. I started discovering that not only could I read the Akashic for people, and that started happening many, many years ago, just spontaneously, but also I would lead people into accessing, you know, through teaching. Uh, they can access their own files.
love to have you two in the class. I'm sure you'll raise the vibration. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be through Zoom. But the point that I really wanted to make here was that these things are real and they travel with us from lifetime to lifetime. Uh, Right now, all of us are sitting here. We're adding to our files as we speak. Mm-hmm. And the the files are never deleted. If you think of a giant tape recorder, that's what the Akashic files are. These are actually stored uh, with the consciousness of each soul. Are you actually teaching people how to access them for themselves? So you're going to like walk them through? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What what I'll do is be giving some theory. I'll be doing teaching in the beginning. Okay. And I specifically, I'll be talking about how Edgar Casey used he's the most famous, prolific, yeah. truly, truly genuine medium, mm-hmm. in my opinion, a modern in our modern time. <clears throat> Unfortunately, he did not take good care of himself at all. He did not have good boundaries and so forth. And he actually passed at a, a little bit younger age. But in any event, I'll be teaching about that, and I'll be teaching about the value of accessing the files, what they really are, how we can be specific, and I'll give people a few moments to write down what they want to do, because I'm going to lead a guided meditation oh, uh, and awesome. through the webinar. To the, we're going to go to the Akashic Library in the spirit world, and we're going to go in and get our own personal, unique book, and we're going to access something that has been challenging to us what the roots of that might be, maybe if we have some relationship skills that we need to look at or we've had issues within relationships, our talents. This is not just negative stuff. It can, it can right. be positive things as well. And there'll be question and answer period there as well at the end. Oh, that's wonderful. There's so much in your book. You go on and on. Your book has so much amazing substance. But there was one thing that stuck out to me, and it was, When you said one of the most significant things you learned is no soul is lost. Can you explain that? Well, yes, because some religions teach that, for example, if someone were to commit suicide, and yes, I've done a fair number of readings in which the receiver of the reading wants to connect with someone who's committed suicide. Of course, I don't know that beforehand. I don't ask questions before reading. A legitimate medium shouldn't. Uh, But when they come through, and sometimes it's like yanking teeth to get those souls to come through, uh, they talk about how they had to undergo a lot of counseling on the other side. They're certainly not condemned to hell or anything like that. What happens is, and this is something I'm personally saying, we have to have the intent within ourselves that when we cross over, if we didn't have a not-so-nice life, if we were a bad person, if we you know, had unresolved issues, if we had addictions, any of that, or all of it. We don't just immediately ascend to a nice, fluffy place. We go to that place that matches our level of consciousness. We can get out of that by undergoing transformation. But that has to come through the gift of free will. Free will is always operating, regardless of what dimension we're in. It's always present. It is a gift from God. And it has to come from within that individual. And there are many who stay stuck, I will tell you, in the lower realms of the spirit world. It's not hell like religion is taught, uh, you know, with, with fire and brimstone and all of that. It's simply very dark realms. They're very depressing. The souls are stuck in their own limited thought forms there because they have not expressed the desire and the will to release those. 
the minute that they do, that's when they're liberated from that and undergo spiritual transformation. So no soul is cast away. And I think religion has really done a disservice to people because personally, a lot of religious teachings, and I don't mean to be negative on religion at all. I don't want anyone to walk away from the interview thinking that because religion serves a purpose. It definitely does. And there's a lot of beauty in organized religion. But I think that there are some teachings of it that really instill fear in people. And I have learned through many years of doing this that there is nothing to fear except, you know, like the old saying, it's fear itself. Because we create that from within our own mind, from our, from our ego. Mm-hmm. The ego is based in fear. Now, it does many other wonderful things. You know, it enables us to, to communicate and balance our checkbook and think rationally and logically. But the ego is very different, a very different reality than the soul. The soul does not perish. It is not tarnished. Uh, there's one of the lessons in the book that uh, the title of the chapter is, Our Wounds Do Not Diminish the Light Within. Yeah, I loved that chapter. And the wounds are the challenges we go through. Some people have had terrible things happen to them, abuse. Uh, You know, somebody within the family was murdered. Uh, They've lost a child. There's been overdoses. There's addiction. You name it. What people need to really understand is that does not limit or define you in any way unless you give it permission to do that. Yeah. Let me ask you, do you feel like we agree to these sufferings and struggles in our soul contracts prior to birth? We agree to the lesson. We agree to the experience. How we handle it, what we do with it is a matter of free will. Okay. There are qualities that we, when we're making, now I'm speaking now on a soul level. This is not like you know, a rational level where you you and I are sitting here talking about stuff. This is on a much higher level. Mm -hmm. The soul knows intuitively what it needs more experience of expressing. Let's take Mm -hmm. a quality, say, for example, compassion. Now, I sign up for that. I I need to have lessons in in compassion. So I I could say, you know, I really need some tough lessons in in compassion, so I'm really going to get it. I could agree to come in through parents who really absolutely abuse me and, you know, horrifically. And it's my choice what I'm going to do with that. Mm -hmm. Am I going to end up an abuser myself or am I going to walk that pathway of healing? And then when I'm healed, I can demonstrate compassion to other people that have gone through similar circumstances. Um, Am I going to agree to learn compassion through running an animal rescue place? It may be working with children, maybe working with the elderly. So we have the lesson, the core lesson, but I really have seen that it's up to us what we do with it and how we really want to experience it. Agreed. I thought it was beautiful in your book talking about what happens before birth, how if there's a loved one that has passed um, right before, say, someone in the family is born, they might, you know, have a relationship prior. My dad died right before my little brother's um, son, his first son, was born. 
and he, you know, he named, we named him after, I say we, like I was involved in my brother's naming of his child, but uh, no, but he named him after my dad. <laughs> Pre-birth relationships that you talk about. Yeah, soul agreements. I kind of go away from the words like contract and stuff like that, because I think people then get into thinking that it's this <laughs> yeah. hard and fast it's thing just... that, you know, <laughs> you can't, I know that other mediums call them contracts, but I call them agreements because they're a two-way street, right? Uh, both people are going to benefit from that. And absolutely, we usually travel with our soul group. Now, that's not just people in the family. Oftentimes it is, but it doesn't have to be 100%. It could be people we work with. It could be people that uh, are friends that we have. And it could be people that we come together with at the correct time and divine timing uh, to do some sort of spiritual thing, you know, maybe build a center, uh, maybe, you know, do something that's going to bring healing to humankind. It doesn't just have to be metaphysical. It could be something scientific. It could be something related to teaching, political, any of the realms it could be in. We have these soul agreements. So absolutely. And th those things are made between two souls, even if one is here and one is in the spirit world it can still take place because remember the soul is always operating in a timeless reality that's very different than the earth plane and it communicates with uh, with others on other levels you know if you have you ever had a dream and somebody comes through and then you know you're like wow i haven't talked to that person in a long time and then the next thing you know they're calling or you're connecting with them i've personally had that happen or people who are deceased can come to us in that way so there's always this higher, uh, and I, when I say higher, I don't mean better. I, I mean higher vibratory communication that's going on between souls, absolutely. And yeah. we'll know that when that person comes in, I spoke earlier about that spark, you know, recognizing the spark. When we come together with somebody that we, you know, we kind of recognize, oh, wait, I have some business with this person whatever that might be, you know, we recognize that and we feel that it's like an electrical connection with them. It is, you know, I just wanted to share with you. So I had that, I have that with several people and this one particular person I had that with, I ended up also seeing this person in a past life regression. And then two years later found out I was actually related. Yeah, quite an amazing thing. Or even getting a validation from someone who's highly intuitive or a medium. I've had that happen, and it just makes my hair stand up. Right. You know, I had somebody say something to me who knew nothing, nothing about my personal likes and dislikes. And it, it was from past life, and it, it just made me – it was from <laughs> the person the, the medium mentioned, the Egyptian lifetime. Now, she had no idea you know, that I knew that, so that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's when you get the tingles and the shivers and your hair stands up and, but you know, we're yeah. all connected. At this point of where our world is at really loved how you talked about how we're all connected and how, when one suffers, we all suffer and how you talked about separation. It brought me to a place of really hoping that our world could grasp that concept because if each one of us could go within and take that lesson that you talk about and really think of it that way just that if one suffers we all suffer that and we could have that compassion man we would be such a beautiful different world <laughs> i think we're working towards that what you're seeing now is a great cleansing going on there's a lot of stuff coming to the surface to be healed 
it gets ugly before it gets better. It's like a wound that's festering. We're going mm-hmm. through that now. You know, we're just we're a microcosm of everything that's going on uh, out there. And again, the planets will reflect that with astrology uh, as above, so below. And it's the same in the spirit world, by the way. You know, sometimes people have said in my other books I've written about what what's it like in the spirit world, you know, to illustrate this concept of the connectedness and the reflections. Everything that exists here exists there. It, it's a mirror. The difference is, number one, there is no deception there. Everything is crystal clear. If you were, say, a bad person or if you hurt other people or, you know, you were uh, – very selfish, those sorts of things, that will be very apparent in your life in the spirit world. On the contrary, if you were a really good person, which most people are, you'll go to the mid-planes of of the consciousness over there, and it's quite beautiful. But everything that exists there, like mountains and hills and valleys, and so it's kind of kind of like a mirror image, but everything's very fluid. The colors are extremely brilliant in the spirit world. And, you know, there's a collective souls who are the same vibration exist together. Mm. So that's a little bit different. You talked about ancestors and readings with many people. Ancestors have come through. So you pretty much have proof that ancestors that you have not met guide you. That is correct. And I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter if you knew them here. They are part of the ancestral line. And sometimes, and I wrote a lot in this book, too, about karmic family patterns that come down. These family patterns, uh, such as addiction, such as abandonment. It could be abuse. You know, there's positive things, too. Could be. I, I've mm-hmm. done many readings in which, say, a grandfather come through and he did a tremendous amount of service work, donated a lot of his time to charity or community. And he'll come through and he'll say, you know, my granddaughter is just like me and that legacy is passed down the line. You know, so it's not just negative things. But truly, there's been a lot of painful patterns that have come down that sometimes people try to sweep under the carpet to energy. So it's not going to be destroyed. Sometimes it'll skip a generation, but they'll come through and sometimes they'll speak to, please pay attention to this because we don't want to see another generation suffer with alcoholism or, you know, with abuse or uh, whatever it might be. And so it's they're kind of coming through and urging their descendants to pay attention to these patterns that have been very detrimental to the family line. And it's getting down into to our roots. Yeah. You know, the energy centers in the body, we got the root chakra, that's at the base of the spine. Well, that deals with our family, our biological family, our tribe, that root, uh, it's really like the roots of a plant. If we don't have strong roots, uh, the plant doesn't thrive. So sometimes it's necessary to go back in there, down in there, I should say, and mm-hmm. look at that stuff and examine it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I loved the story in your book about the reading with the girl that ancestor came through and warned her about drinking and driving in the train accident and how a oh, lot of yes. times, yeah. That was powerful. That is a true story. I was doing an expo in Columbus, Ohio. You know, I did gallery mediumship. There was, I don't know, probably about 100 people there or so. And these two young women are the ones who came up afterwards. And out of the blue, boom, that message came to them. And I don't usually get that sort of thing. And then the phone call a couple of weeks later just blew me away. 
blew me away. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that is exactly what had happened about the accident. That was a good teaser. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually was sitting here and I received a message. I've been thinking about this doing like a book club, but I just haven't found the right book to do it with. And I'm going to do it with yours. So Sense of Soul is going to host a book, a book club where we're going to oh, read wow. a chapter at a time and get oh all gosh. of our listeners and our community. I'm going to put it together and we're going to go through your book step by step because I really Yay. do feel that it's a book that everyone needs to get their hands on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I am, I am so humbled by that. There's literally wow. so many beautiful lessons in your book. I yeah. think it's life-changing for someone. And it aligns with us and what we stand for and our purpose. So it's perfect. I'm so excited, Mandy. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, well, you know, when you're given a message, you can't ignore it. I'm very honored and I'm extremely humbled. We're going to ask you to break it down. And now it's time for Break That Shit Down. Well, I'm impressed to say that we're all much more powerful and unlimited than we ever in our wildest dreams could imagine. And that is all within the each individual waiting for us to tap in. It won't come out magically, folks. You have to ask and tap into those resources within you. You're only limited in the ways that you think you are. Spirit is always working for the highest good. I don't mean to be a Pollyanna with any of that. I'm a realist. But there are miracles and shifts that can happen. You're the orchestrator of your life. You're the one who makes it happen. Be aware of that because you have unlimited potential. The past does not limit you or define you in yes. any sense whatsoever. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you so much, Carol. I really appreciate that message. Thank you. Can you yeah. share with our listeners where they can find your book and your amazing classes that you offer and your readings? You also do tarot readings, which we didn't have a chance to talk about, but everybody yeah. loves a good reading. Soul Visions, that's soul plus visions, plural, dot net, soul visions, Net. My Facebook professional page is facebook.com slash soul medium. I don't think I have on my website about the webinar. It's actually being sponsored by a spiritualist church, but you will find the registration for the Akashic File webinar coming up September 22nd, but it's right there on my page on Facebook. You will find that on my Facebook page, and it's through Eventbrite uh, that you can register. And I'm very excited to teach that workshop, and I really look forward to it. This book, you guys, is a must-have. So again, highly recommend this book to all of our listeners. All my books are on Amazon and Kindle. And by the way, I welcome reviews there, too. So if anybody wants to write a review, they welcome that um, also. Thank you so much for your beautiful energy and work that you've put into our world and, you know, taking the time to connect with us today. I'm truly grateful for that. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you for yes. having me. And if you'd like to join Mandy and I in reading this book, chapter by chapter, please go to our website, mysenseofsoul.com. 
and look for the book club. You can join us. I've got a vision for it. It's going to be interactive too. I want people to have a pen and paper next to them and write after each chapter what they got from it. And we will talk about it. And I'm super excited. It was just placed on my heart today that this is the very first book for our book club. And I'm excited. Yay. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.